the cat's judgment at one time i was myself living in a certain tree and beneath the same tree dwelt another bird a partridge so by virtue of our neighborhood there sprang up between us a friendship every day after taking our meals and airings we spent the evening hours in a round of amusement such as repeating witty sayings telling tales from the old story books solving puzzles and conundrums or exchanging presents one day the partridge went foraging with other birds to a spot where the rice was ripe and abundant and he did not return at nightfall of course i missed him greatly and i thought alas why does not my friend the partridge come home tonight i'm much afraid he's caught in some trap or has even been killed and many days passed while i grieved in this way now one evening a rabbit named speedy made himself at home in the partridge's old nest in the hole nor did i say him nay for i despair of seeing the partridge again however one fine day the partridge who had grown extremely plump from eating rice remembered his old home and returned this indeed is not to be wondered at no mortal has such joy although in heaven's field he roam as in his city in his land and in his humble home now when he saw the rabbit in the hole he said reproachfully come now rabbit you have done a shabby thing in occupying my apartment please be gone and lose no time about it you fool said the rabbit don't you know that a dwelling is yours only while you occupy it very well then said the partridge suppose we ask the neighbors for to give you a legal quotation for ownerships of cisterns tanks wells grooves and houses too the neighbor's testimony goes such is the legal view and again when house or field or well or groove or land is in dispute a neighbor's testimony is decisive of the suit then the rabbit said you fool are you ignorant of the consecrated tradition which says suppose beside your neighbor you for ten long years abide what weight have learned arguments eyewitnesses decide fool fool did you never hear the dictum of the sage narada the title to possession is a ten years habitation with men but with the birds and beasts mere present occupation hence even supposing this apartment to be yours still it was unoccupied when i moved in and now it is mine well well replied partridge if you appeal to consecrated tradition come with me and we will consult the specialists it shall be yours or mine according to their decision very well said the other and together they started off to have their suit decided i too was at their heels out of curiosity i will just see what comes of all this i said to myself now they had not traveled far when the rabbit asked the partridge my good fellow who is to pass judgment on our disagreement and the partridge answered on a sand bank by the sacred ganges where there is sweet music from the dancing waves that intercross and break when the water is swept by nimble breezes there dwells a tomcat whose name 
is good ear. He abides unshaken in his vow of penance and self-denial, and character has begotten compassion. But when the rabbit spied the cat, his soul staggered with terror, and he said, No, no, he is a seedy rascal. You must have heard the proverb, Oh, never trust a rogue for all his pharisaic puzzling. At holy shrines, some saints are found quite capable of guzzling. Upon hearing this courtier whose manner of life has been assumed for the purpose of making an easy livelihood, desire to win their confidence, he therefore gazed straight at the sun, stood on his hind legs, lifted his four paws, blinked his eyes, and in order to deceive them by pious sentiments, delivered the following moral discourse. Alas, alas, all is vanity. This fragile life passes in a moment. Union with beloved is an empty dream. Family endearments are conjurers' trick. But for the moral law, there would be no escape. Oh, listen to scripture. Each transitory day, O oh man, to moral living give. Else like the blacksmith's bellows, you suck air, but do not live. And furthermore, non-moral learning is a curse, a dog's tail, nothing less, that does not save from flies and fleas, nor cover nakedness. And yet again, a rotten ear among the wheat, among the birds a bat, is he who spurns the moral law, the merest living gnat. The flowers and fruit are better than the tree, better than curd is butter said to be, better than oil cake, oil that trickles free, better than mortal man morality. The praise of constant steadfastness, some wise professors sing, but moral earnestness is swift, though many fetters cling. Forget your prosings manifold, the moral law is briefly told, to help your neighbor this is good. To endure him is devilhood. Having listened to this moral discourse, the rabbit said, Friend Partridge, here on the river bank is the saint who expounds the moral law. Let us ask him. But the partridge said, After all, he is our natural enemy. Let us ask him from a distance. So together they began to question him. O holy moralist, a dispute has arisen between us. Pray give judgment in accordance with moral law. And whichever of us is found to speak falsely, him you may eat. Dear friend, said the cat, I implore you not to speak thus. My soul abhors every act of cruelty. That street sign pointing to hell, surely you know the scripture. The holy first commandment runs, not harsh but kindly be, and therefore lavish mercy on his mosquito louse and flee. Why speak of hurting innocence? For he with purpose fell, who injures even noxious beast is plunged in ghastly hell. Nay, even those who slay living creatures in the act of sacrifice are befuddled, and their hermeneutic theology is at fault. And if your object to me, the passage, one should sacrifice with goats, in that passage the word goats signifies grain that has aged seven years. Such is the true exegesis. And then consider the passage. If he who cuts down the trees or cattle or makes a bloody slime in battle should thereby win to heaven well, who, let me ask you, goes to hell? 
No, no, I shall eat nobody. However, I am somewhat old and do not readily distinguish your voices from a distance. So how am I to determine winner and loser? In the view of this, pray draw near and make me acquainted with the case. Then I can pronounce a judgment that discriminates the essence of matter and thus causes no impediment in my march to the other world. You know the stanza. If any man from pride or greed, timidity or wrath judge falsely, he has set his foot on his hell's down-sloping path. And again, who wrongs a sheep slays kinsman five, who wrongs a cow slays ten, a hundred die for maidens wronged, a thousand die for men. Therefore confide in me and speak clearly at the edge of my ear. Why spin it out? That seedy rogue won their trust so fully that both drew near him. Then of course he sees them simultaneously, one with his paw, the other with his saw of his teeth. And when they were dead, he ate them both. That is why I say a seedy empire is not very and the rest of it. Just so you too, being blind at night, if you take an overlord, the seedy fellow who is blind in daytime, will go to the way of the rabbit and partridge. Reflect on this and do what seems proper. And all the birds, after listening to Crow's remarks, said, He speaks well. And they flew to their homes, planning to reassemble for consultation on the question of a king. Only the owl remained with his consort, for he was blind in the daytime, and there he sat in his chair of state, awaiting the anointing, and he called out, Ho there, who takes my orders? Why is the ceremony delayed? Thereupon his consort said, my dear sir, the crow has found means to hold up the ceremony, and the birds have gone flying away. Only that crow for some reason or other remains here all alone. Rise at once and I will conduct you home. Then the owl was deeply disappointed and he said, You monster, you have why have you wronged me by preventing the regal anointing? From this day there is enmity between us, for the proverb says, When arrows pierce or axes wound, a tree it grows together sound from cruel ugly speech you feel a wound that time will never heal thereupon he went home with his consort while the crew reflected dear me i have burdened myself with needless enmity by speaking so i should have remembered all spoken words of harsh and heedless and inappropriate and needless are self-condemnatory slips that turn to poison on the lips and again, however wise and strong you be, beware the needless enemy. You would not swallow poison down because a doctor lives in the town. No man of sense vituperates another while the public awaits, for every truth should be concealed if causing sorrow when revealed. And finally, reflect with many a chosen friend, reflect alone and to the end, then act your intelligent and fame's and wealth recipient and after these reflections the crow also left the spot for this cause my son we have inherited feud with owls father said cloudy what should we do under the circumstances and Livestrong answered even in these circumstances there is an effective procedure other than six expedients this i will adopt and will myself lead the way to conquer the enemy I will deceive them and put them in a fatal situation, for the saying goes, The strong, deft, clever rascals note who robbed the Brahman of his goat. How was that? asked Lowry, and Livestrong told the story of the Brahman's goat.